Welcome to this edition of the ASHA Podcast. I'm Fred Wyan, Director of Communications with the American Sexual Health Association, ASHA. Today, we're having a conversation with Lynn Brown Rosenberg, the author of My Sexual Awakening at 70. And I've got to tell you, the title is The Ultimate Truth in Packaging, because the book chronicles her exploration of sex and pleasure beyond her 70th birthday. And these are explorations that largely didn't happen for her when she was younger. And you'll get to meet her momentarily, but to sort of set the table a bit, I'd like to read you one of my favorite quotes from, uh, from her blog. Lynn writes, at age 69, I didn't have to pursue changing medications with my doctor. I didn't have to visit a sex shop. I definitely didn't have to buy toys and porn. There was no man in my life. I did it because I knew something significant was missing from my life, and I didn't realize how significant until I had the good fortune of achieving a really powerful orgasm, unlike anything I had experienced before, the kind of thing I'd only heard about. And why does that matter? Well, it feels fantastic for one thing, but more than that, it's life-affirming. After I have an orgasm, I feel more alive, more vital, sexier, and more present. And that's why it was well worth the effort, whether I have a partner or not. And I say well worth the effort indeed. So with that, I'll welcome Lynn Brown Rosenberg. Hello. Hello. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, well, thanks for taking time to chat with us today. This is great. So uh, I'm just going to jump in. You began exploring sex and sexuality at age 70, roughly 15 years after the death of your husband. So I'm just curious, what triggered that newfound passion and curiosity and why at age 70? I was packing up to move from a large place to a smaller place. And I was going through boxes and asking myself, okay, do you want to keep this? Do you want to give it away? Do you want to sell it? Throw it away? Uh, you know, I, I just was going through this evaluation process. And in the middle of the boxes, I took a look at myself. And I realized I had not had sex in over a decade. And I didn't like that. And I asked myself, do you want to stay this way? And I didn't. And so the first thing I did was go to my therapist because I had been on a known sexual inhibitor of medication. And I asked him if we could change it. And he said, sure, we can change it. It may not make any difference because, you know, many of these medications have the same properties. But we can try. And I said, yes, I'd like to try. And we did, and wow, I came alive. So that was the very first thing I did. And why at age 70, that's just kind of when it happened. Wow. So it sounds like what sort of triggered this was the, uh, the uh, purging process. You were, you were, you were uh, apparently purging more than just uh, old items. You, you were purging some, maybe some emotions or maybe breaking down some walls and getting, getting to some new places. Right. You're so right. Yeah. Well, you, you described yourself as coming from a conservative cultural background that inhibited you sexually, and I'm wondering how much of a role that played, and really how, how did you move beyond that? I got angry. I got permission. And now I forgot the third part, but um, I got angry. I got thinking, I don't want to live like this anymore. And I got permission from two doctors, my therapist, and who changed the medication. And then, then we went on to discuss 
all kinds of things which you and I'll get into probably. But um, I went to another doctor, a urologist, just for a checkup. And before I left the office, I turned back and I said to her, I haven't had an orgasm in a really long time. And she said, get some porn and a vibrator. Mm-hmm. And that set me on my path. Had you ever used a vibrator at, up to that point? Never. Never. Wow. Okay. Didn't even know what one looked like. Okay. So I had no idea. So that's, that leads to my next question. So I understand that as you were dipping that proverbial toe in the sexual waters, you started off with a the trip to a sex shop, and I'm just curious, uh, so did you feel, uh, this is a leading question, but you, you did you feel like you had landed on an, on an alien planet? Well, I did. Uh, first of all, I was a nervous wreck going over there, and, and uh, because a part of me was defying everything that I had been taught about sex is, isn't meant to be enjoyed, and, and it's, you know, well, we'll get into that a little bit, but um, I sat in the parking lot for 10 minutes before I could pry myself out of my car to get in there. You had to build up courage. It, exactly. Um, but once I did enter, uh, I found the products laid out nicely. The place was clean. The staff was friendly, but not too friendly. And uh, I found a salesperson, a nice woman who, who answered all my questions and who helped me find that vibrator in a porn DVD. Wow. So what was it like when you watched porn for the first time? Was it just like jaw on the floor or, or what? <laughs> um, I had actually seen something once or twice before by accident with my husband. Uh, we, we had a uh, I don't know, I guess we had some kind of channel that I wasn't aware of. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we came upon it one night or two nights, and I didn't want to watch it at all, but I did watch it. So I had an idea of what I would see, but um, but it was definitely exciting, no question about it. Many women are turned off by typical porn because most of it has uh, very, it's very much tilted towards a, towards a, a male audience. And so, so how did how was what was that experience like for you? I just didn't have a problem with it. I didn't have a problem. I uh, it was like my eyes were being opened, you know, for the first time between the vibrator and the porn. Uh, I, I thought it was great. I didn't look at it that way. Yeah. Okay. And so, how long did it? How long did it take before you got to the point where you could have an orgasm? Did it happen right away? Did you have to kind of work up to it? Um, well, actually, I did. I did have have some pretty soon. Um, I actually started having two a day, which was quite something from absolutely nothing. Yeah. And my girlfriend called it afternoon delight because <laughs> uh, I would start right after lunch. I started having them pretty pretty soon, but I didn't have the kind of orgasm I described, as you described also, uh, until I had been through some other steps. Okay. Well, let's talk about those other steps. So uh, my understanding is that after this, you ventured online. I talked to my therapist, and I said, you know, I really enjoyed this sex tape. 
but I can't keep going back to the sex store and buy more porn. And he said, well, he said, there's free porn on the net. Oh, I didn't know that. So I came home, went to my computer and Googled free porn. And sure enough, I found a site and, but they wanted me to sign up right away. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to put my name on anything. I thought you get jailed for this sort of thing, don't you? And he said, no. He said that was child porn. But uh, I didn't want my name on anything anyhow. So uh, I, another night I tried it again and found another site that didn't ask me to sign up. And I saw some pretty interesting stuff. But one tape in particular really intrigued me. It was a, of a woman naked with a man. And all she did was talk and touch. And in the end... There was a happy man. So I watched this tape and others for a while and went back to my doctor and I said, well, this has been interesting, but, you know, I feel the need to communicate with somebody. Uh And he said, well, there are sex chat websites. Huh. Eureka! No way. No no way I can talk sex with a stranger. Uh Uh-huh. But, and I thought, you know, if, and then, you know, sometimes I say no before I say yes. And this was one of those times and I started thinking about it. And I thought, well, if I did sign up for one of these sites, what would I say? And then I remembered that tape I had seen with the woman who talked. And I wrote down word for word what she said. You were taking notes. I took notes. I took notes and signed up for Sensual Night 16, and I was contacted right away by a young man, a very decades younger than myself. And at first, I thought, I I, he's too young. I can't, you know, talk to him. And then I realized we're both adults. Did he know your age? He did know my age. Okay. He did know my age. Yes, he did. Um, Yeah. So anyway, I finally said yes, and I took out my notes, and we started chatting online, and in the end, there was a happy man. How about that? And was there a happy Len? Well, that came later. Um, that came later with uh, when I got into having phone sex with a man. Okay. And uh, this was much later, but... Um, I met I met him online on one of these sites, and we chatted for a while, and he said, here's my number. I'm going to get off the site. Here's my number if you'd like to give me a call. And I thought, phone sex. Oh, my God. What am I going to say to him? And then I remembered, of course, my notes. So I took my trusty notes to the phone, dialed his number, and in the end, there was a happy man and a happy woman. How about that? Good for you. So I'm, so I'm curious, did, uh, did you get to the point where you sort of put the notes away and you could just sort of go, go on your own? Yeah. 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 Okay. So this is part of the evolution yeah. there, I guess. But it was my, you know, it was my, uh, script to start off with. Okay. That helped me, you know, get going. So, so let me ask where you went after that. Is that where you, are now did this actually 
transform into something uh, in the real physical world, or, 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 or where did that go for you? It has. Um, it's a little bit harder to meet the right person than to engage online, you know, on a sex site. But uh, I have met a few people. Say, when I was looking at your website, I, I was you know, reading through the blogs you have there, um, and some of the titles of your blog entries are things like this, Dating at 70, Opening a Closed Mind, Why Bother with Orgasms, The Path to Freedom, and My Sexual Awakening at 70. And, you know, it struck me that stuff is all pretty powerful. You have the, this positioning of orgasms and freedom, of dating and opening a closed mind. I mean, I see sex, I, but I see empowerment, I see pleasure, I see culture, I see a lot of stuff mixed in there that goes really just beyond sex. I mean, could you talk about that, how it's all in, all interrelated and it's really, it seems to be about a lot more than just sex? There came a time about halfway through my journey, I would say, when I was uh, having these sexy talks with men on the website that I realized I was starting to feel free sexually and enjoy myself having fun doing it. And I had never put sex and fun together before. And so this, this, the constraints on me were releasing. And as I saw them release, I said to myself, well, if I can release all those messages from my parents that so, you know, kept me inhibited, then maybe I could release the emotional messages as well. And so I was able to and, you know, just live a much more profound, free life. So this has affected your, you in many areas beyond sex and relationships, it sounds like. I mean, this is like something of a transformation for you. It was. Mm. Definitely was. So still sort of on that point, let's get back to your quote about orgasms, how they are life-affirming. So just building on that, pleasure does seem to be about more than just, well, pleasure. It means a whole lot more. Talk about what, what does it mean to you? It means being in the present. It means feeling sexier, more feminine. It means feeling truly alive, desirable, and empowered. Yes. Well said. And they're all interrelated. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's you know, like I said, that was obvious to me when I was looking at uh, your blog post because uh, you touch on each of those topics in some way. And uh, uh, at uh, at the end of the podcast, we'll go over contact information, but. Just quickly, I want to give your website, it's lynnbrownrosenberg.com, and we'll go over that again uh, uh, some other things at the end. Um, so a lot of people listening to this are probably thinking, well, how do I get myself some of that? So can you give, some, <laughs> give, us, some practical, give us some practical tips? I mean, if someone is sexually repressed, if they're frustrated, how do they get started? First of all, I would check for blind spots. Which, and what I mean by that is look closely at judgments, at your judgments about sex and even about life. And you might be surprised to find those judgments aren't really yours, that they came from outside of yourself. Mm. And uh, get angry. 
the combination of uh, getting angry is very motivating, at least for me. Mm, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, really propels action. So between the two of really looking at all these crazy things that I was told growing up, and uh, I understand, well, the reason I wrote the book really was because I realized that I couldn't be the only woman out there who had, you know, either a poor sex education or uh, no sex education or been abused or one thing or another, you know. Mm -hmm. And it was the ability finally, finally to look objectively at these things that enabled me to take the steps I did. Yeah, and you were reclaiming a big part of, of, of who you are. And You're so right. And, you know, you spoke earlier about part of the process was getting permission, you said, from, from doctors to pursue this. But, you know, it sounds like you had to, at some point, kind of give yourself permission to do this, too. Yes, I did. I did. One, once I really got going into this, I went with the flow. I definitely went with the flow. It was uh, it was another uh, part of this was that, I mean, it wasn't only fun. It was rather exhilarating to think that I could have been so repressed and to be so free, so out there. Uh, I, you know, I looked forward to coming home at night to get on these chat websites. I was on two of them. And... Uh, and I, it was wonderful. Yeah. So something I would have, oh my God, I never even heard of a sex chat website before, but something right. I would have, you know, definitely poo-pooed, it became something that I, that I, that helped me find freedom. The website again, lynnbrownrosenberg.com, L-Y-N-N-B-R-O-W-N-R-O-S-E-N-B-E-R-G.com. And I'm assuming we can go to Amazon.com and purchase My Sexual Awakening at 70 and what led me here, right? Right. Okay. Well, Len Brown Rosenberg, thank you again. I think discussions like this are really a part of Ash's continued evolution into sexual health. And I'm glad you made some time for us today. And let's, let's chat again sometime. Thanks so much. And thanks to everyone who downloads and listens to this podcast. We'll have uh, much more to come, so check back with us often. You can find us online at ashasexualhealth.org. And, of course, you can follow us on Twitter. We're at InfoAsha and be our friend on Facebook. And you can also sign up on the website to receive our update emails. And we'll let you know what's happening in the world of sexual health and including new resources as we roll them out, such as this podcast. So until next time, this is Fred Wyand for Asha. So long, everybody. <laughs>